Hey, everybody out there. It is Christopher Tompkins with the Social Marketing Academy. Great show today. We are going to be talking about a topic that, I don't know, I kind of like a lot. You know, there's probably, if you listen to multiple episodes of the Social Marketing Academy, first off, thank you. Please give us a five-star rating and share with your friends. But you'll see that a lot of these topics are my favorite. (sighs) Here's the reason. I really like marketing. I really, really enjoy strategy, and I enjoy helping everybody. So every show kind of is my favorite topic. Uh, There's a few things I don't really love, like I'm not really that crazy about SEO and website design and that kind of thing. So you're not going to hear lots of topics like that here. We're going to talk about social media and online marketing. So today is going to be your essential guide for engaging your audience. Oh, this is so important. When you are engaging with your audience, it it can increase the effectiveness of your social media strategy exponentially. So what I want to do is I want to help you kind of identify who your target audience is in this episode and kind of give you some site examples of how you can target your and fi- target and find really members of your target audience on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, etc. So today's going to be really exciting because you'll be able to um, listen to today's show and then go and look at your own targeting strategy and see how you can kind of like bump it up just a little bit. Also, I'm going to be putting up a blog onto our website, which is going to be called The Essential Guide to Engaging with Your Audience, that I want you to go ahead, bookmark whatever, check it out, and then this can be a really great kind of a supplement to after the show when you want to go and you want to work on finding your target audience, okay? So again, my name is Christopher Tompkins. I'm the CEO and head strategist at The Go Agency, which is an online marketing firm. We work with um, small to large, mega large uh, companies and brands um, internationally, B2B, B2C, products, services, consultants, everything in between. So uh, we have seen lots of really great things happen in social media and really terrible things happen in social media. So me and my team, um, we meet constantly at the Go Agency and we are constantly workshopping new ideas, ways to enhance things. And we have seen common problems and issues with clients, prospective clients, and just out there in general when we're doing competitive analysis. And I just want to share our findings with you. So whether you are a social media marketer just starting out or you are somebody that has been around for ages and just wants some, just a little bit of a shot of B12 to get you going, this is what we want the Social Marketing Academy to be. You can check out all of our podcasts. We have tons of them happening. We come out every single week, so there's lots of information that's available on our podcast channels, on iTunes, on Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher, all the rest. So check them out. And we do share lots of overriding strategy items. So they're not things that are going to expire. So a lot of these concepts, most of the concepts that I want to present to you are ones that will last for a long time. I will throw out some things once in a while based off of your generated questions, which will be based off of, hey, how can I make Facebook advertising better? I'm having trouble with this new tool that Facebook's put out. How, is Twitter advertising worth it? All of these kinds of things um, I'm happy to do shows on. So if you have any questions at all, please reach out via our social media channels and just say, hey, can you cover this on the Social Marketing Academy? And I will write a blog and I will do an episode about it. I'm here to help. So this is pretty much free consulting, right? So please, please go for it. All right, let's just jump in. Um, So you've got some great ideas for new content and ads, but how, how do you know who to target? 
Hmm. Well, it's safe to say that your new boat engine isn't going to be a hit among lower-income 20-somethings, which is why you'll need to speak to the right audience. But first, you'll have to find them. So, target audience. Hmm. Okay. How do I identify your target audience? I tried an, a tried-and-true method of finding the right audience is to craft a buyer persona, which is one of my absolute favorite things to do. There is a million different ways of saying buyer persona. Um, I, that's, what I pers- uh, that's what I prefer. Um, buyer profile is another one. Customer profile. Ideal customer profile. But what this is, is basically a down-and-dirty version of who actually is going to purchase your, project, uh, your product. So, for example, if we're talking about the boat engine, we have this wonderful boat engine. Who is going to want to buy it? Well, how do I figure that out? <laughs> well, you want to obviously look at who's buying them now, right? This is one of the things I feel like is the number one thing that's missing. And I'm just going to jump around here a little bit. Because one of the things I feel is that when people are talking about who their target consumer is, they're thinking about who their ideal consumer is, not who their actual consumer is. So if you were thinking about, oh, my target audience is for my okay, boat engine, are millionaires that have three boats that um, like to change their, motor, their, mo- their boat engines out once a year. <laughs> yeah, that, come on. That's a hard market to crack, especially if you're a new business starting out. And maybe your products aren't really pandering to that audience. Maybe they're just great boat engines. And the boats maybe aren't types of boats that people in that income bracket would be interested in buying. Maybe people in that income bracket don't even like to boat. Maybe it's a lower income bracket that really likes to be um, boating all the time. That's like their main passion in life. So don't go for who you think. Go for who you know. And I really like looking at who you've currently sold to. If you're a new business, I understand this can be a little bit challenging because what you want to be doing is you want to look at who your competitors are selling to. Look online. Look at to see if, if we're talking about boats. I, I would do research to see um, if there are societies of boats or associations of boat owners and to see what the demographics are. I want to see what the household income is. I want to see where, where the highest penetration is. I want to see what kind of boats they own. Are they boats? Or is, is the boat engine, um, is it a boat motor? Is it an outboard motor? Is there an engine internally? Is there, I mean, we're, uh, this is coming from a guy that knows absolutely nothing from, about boats, right? So I'd have to actually go and find all this information out too. But uh, this is the kind of thing that you want to be doing. It's your due diligence. So you want to see what the market looks like. You want to see what other people are doing. You want to see where they're advertising. And then once you do that, you can start getting a flavor for who these people actually are. So if I look at a boating magazine where my direct competitors as a boat engine salesman and company are – I look and I see, okay, this is where this is the only place that my direct competitors who do the exact same thing as me are advertising. I open up that magazine and every single person that I see is in hunting gear and or they're fishing or it's outdoors and camping. Okay, immediately I understand uh, an element of my target audience. Also, I then think, okay, when can these people, when do people, when when are the best times to fish? In the United States, if the United States is my audience, then I would know, okay, so maybe the North cuts.
cuts off between these months. Maybe it's October and February. There's no fishing in the north. And maybe hunting, if they're hunting, then hunting season is this time and this time. And then we start coming up with more details that are going to help you out. But just to help you out further, here are some things that you want to think about um, when you're creating a buyer persona. Because you want to put all of these elements together. So where do they shop? What social media platform would they use? Uh, what do they wear? Where do they work? Are they married? Do they have kids? How many kids do they have? Uh, what's their family situation? Where do they live? Uh, you know, you can think, and when I, when I say where do they live, you can think like city, state, region, but also are they in a house? Are they in an apartment? Why does that matter? Well, if I'm an end, if they're boat owners and they have their own house, their boat's in their driveway. Or if they're in an apartment, their boat's in storage. So there, that's so. There's another. There's another expense for them. You see what I mean? You can get really, really in depth in these buyer personas. Um, where they spend money on? What's their financial situation? Household income? Um, and also, I generally like to name them and get a picture to be associated with this buyer profile. Here's my top tip: get your team together, the team that you're working on your marketing initiative with, and spitball this. Do some research, have each member of your team do some research, and then come and have a meeting and have an hour, get a pot of coffee going, and just spitball and brainstorm. And then use a whiteboard and get all of your, your ideas together. If you don't have a whiteboard or a team, you can do this for yourself very easily. What I like to use is, if this is true, what else is true, which is, which is, an, which is an improv um, uh, rule. Now, if, if this person likes hunting, what else do they like? They like hunting, they like camouflage. If they like hunting, they like, um, they like sports. If they like hunting, they like outdoors. If they like outdoors, they need gear for outdoors. If they need gear for outdoors, where do they shop for the gear? Um, it, do you see what I mean? There's like a rabbit hole that you can go down. And this is how you understand more about your target audience. Why do you need all this? Because when you start advertising and when you start crafting your content, you're, need to, you're going to need to know this information. Okay? That's, that's it. Because anybody that has money is not a target audience. Okay? That's not it. Um, just because you have a bottled water doesn't mean that everybody wants it. Even though everyone needs water to survive. So if I'm selling oxygen, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the, I have to be targeting the right audience for the oxygen. So... Um, it's important to remember, though, that um, engagement best practices will vary from platform to platform. So you really want to be careful to optimize your strategy for each network. So now you have your buyer profile, you're set. Now, I, like I said, naming them and having the picture alongside all of this information is really important because then you can kind of visualize who this person is, which helps you kind of pivot from one concept to another. I mean, one platform to another. Again, you're listening to uh, the Social Marketing Academy. I'm your host, Christopher Tompkins. We are talking about the essential guide to engaging with your audience. Okay, so let's start off with Facebook. Well, a little bit of fair warning. Facebook's one of the most difficult sites to engage your audience. So Facebook has something called an algorithm, um, which we, uh, if you are been, have you been doing social media marketing for a while on Facebook, you'll understand this. Um, and what it does is it makes it very hard for people to see your content unless people are engaging with it. So you want to have genuine organic conversations, uh, but you also want to focus a little bit of your effort on paid content. And I would also prioritize 
paid content and advertising on Facebook, but there are some workarounds. So what you can do is you can create a Facebook group for your business because it's a great way to foster natural engagement with people within your niche. It's going to provide you a space for your audience to interact directly with your brand, and it just isn't subject to the same algorithms that are in play in the newsfeed, which can be a little challenging. So if you're using your group, you can really talk freely with members of your target audience. So when people like your posts, invite them to like your page is another reason, another way to do it. Um, they've shown that they're interested in what you have to say, so encourage them to take that final step. And to draw in your audience, you should also create Facebook ads like I mentioned before. When writing, you want to keep a clear idea of your buyer persona and what you expect, what they can expect from your brand. You know, uh, like going back to the group thing, one more thing, one more thing I want to tell you about that is focus on what your so for example let's go back to the boat engine uh i'm thinking boat lovers boating people boating society something like that if you were to focus that entire group around that and it's not your brand by the way it could be the boat the boat life sponsored by boat motor engines and you you know i mean you can do that or brought to you by boat motor engines so you can kind of really small small font put that you are your company your, your company's name in there but you want to foster a community that doesn't feel like it's sponsored by pepsi you know what i mean you want it to be free you want it to be or you want it to be authentic and then you want to engage with them but you don't want to sell to them very different very like hardcore you want to engage them and um uh, create a community that will then trust you so that they will see that your product is one of the best ones out there because you're a brand that cares. <clears throat> Let's go over to Twitter. Um, when you're looking for new people to engage with, search by hashtags that your buyer personas would use. Um, and this hashtags essentially are keywords that you can search um, Twitter, Twitter through. So um, it's all about meeting your audience where there are not trying to change how they are because uh, changing people on, on social media takes a lot of time. So you want to be able to change people over time, but also engage where they're currently living. Another great tactic is to look at who's following your competitors. This is one of my number one top, top tips. If they like what a similar business is selling, odds are they're probably going to like you too. Once you've found your target audience, what do you do? Well, once you find them on Twitter, you're going to want to like their posts. You're going to reply to them. You want to show that, that you're just sincerely interested in what they have to say. I mean, honestly, authentic. Retweeting and quote tweeting are some great platform-specific tools that you could use on Twitter that will really help you show your audience that you do enjoy them and you are engaging with them. Because there's nothing worse than a company that's out there that's just sharing things on their Twitter feed and ignoring everything. Engagement really is key with your audience. Instagram. Now, the strategies of finding uh, people on Instagram are almost identical to Twitter. The Twitter plan that I just mentioned, search hashtag and find who's following your competitors. But there's one thing that Instagram has over Twitter, which is location. If you have a brick-and-mortar store, go after people in your area through a very, very simple search. And I'm telling you, do that search. It's very, very simple. You'll also want to like and comment on posts, as always, but just don't stop there. Ask for permission to share your potential customer's post. Why not? Decide whether it should fit best as a post or a story, and then show that, you're, show that, you, that your user has value by sharing their visual. 
which again is a really, really great way of engaging on Instagram. Now LinkedIn is a little bit different because I, I, I think LinkedIn has a very, a very similar vein to Facebook and groups are really great ways of finding people. Um, groups are uh, especially great because you'll have a common interest already in and in be able to start a conversation. Because these groups on LinkedIn are built around niche topics, are associations, um, maybe you are alumnus of uh, of different university. You can network with people in your university and they're location based. There's lots of different options for you. So. For uh, additionally, you can search for people based on their job titles and location. It's another great thing. So if someone has a job title that usually sends you referrals, then you need to be connecting with them ASAP. For for business to business brands, consider what your business, what kind of businesses you want to work with, and then search for their employees. If you're able to connect with someone, why not go ahead and send invitations to the people they work with? Just shows that it gets your face in front of a lot of people, which is good branding and also good for visibility. Of course, there there are two very different paths on LinkedIn. Uh, A company account can be a great boost for SEO, but it's really irrelevant when you're trying to engage your audience. So if you're looking to form connections, decide who in your company will be the human face that's, that's attracting attention on LinkedIn. So I really do find finding a spokesperson on LinkedIn is a really good way of uh, engaging with your audience. I, I think individual accounts with a real person's face, it's easier to interact with individuals that have personalities and are real human beings as opposed to faceless brands. So LinkedIn gives you that opportunity to do that. So here's just some guiding rules for you. There are certain principles that will serve you well on any, any platform. And these include... Don't make a sale on someone else's post. So be very careful about that. You don't want to sell in someone else's. How annoying, how annoyed would you be if you just said, oh my gosh, look at this picture of my granddaughter. And then someone would be like, oh my God, so cute, so cute, so cute, so cute. And then one of the posts was like, oh my God, she is so cute. I make clothes for babies this size. Click here to see which ones maybe you would like one. No, don't do that. Two, um... Make comments meaningful. Don't just reply with a thumbs up or an emoji. Lazy. If you want to do that, that's a little bit lazy. Think about it. Because people are going to see your thumbs up. Are they going to remember it? No, they're going to remember what you actually wrote. So if I'm seeing a post on on uh, one of my one of my potential customers and they put something about, um, oh, I'm the number one salesperson, or there's a number one salesperson um, ceremony, I'm not going to just do like the... Uh, raise it up like raise the roof emoji i'm going to say wow that's awesome what was the um uh, do you do this contest every month is this a monthly con- you know what i mean do something with meaning and maybe ask a question that they're going to see that and then they have to respond to that then you're engaging with them third respond to posi- respond to positive and negative interactions whether that be via comments or messages don't leave anyone hanging the only people i ever leave hanging is if it's pornographic if they are absolutely obscene or if they don't make any sense Sometimes I'll ask them to clarify, um, but sometimes messaging, taking something off of comments and into direct messages is a way around that. But again, that's more about engagement. I really do. I, I think that this is that. There you go. Okay. You have everything you need to kind of find and engage with your audience in a way that's effective and works towards your marketing goals now, I think. So this is a good starter point for you. So I want you to go to the – you can listen to this again anytime that you want. It's on demand on any of the podcast platforms that are available. And also you can go to the blog. 
the blog is called The Essential Guide to Engaging with Your Audience, and that will be at thegoagencyusa.com. Check that out. Please share it. Um, if you enjoy this podcast, share it with your friends. Give us a five-star rating. If you have any questions about this, please, please, please get in touch with me. Any of the social links on thegoagencyusa.com will go right, to, right back to me at some point. So please, please ask if you have questions. Also, if there is any topics that you would like If there are any topics that you'd like me to cover in a future episode of the Social Marketing Academy, I really want to hear from you. So get in touch with me and say, hey, Chris, can you please cover this on the next episode of the Social Marketing Academy? And I will make make sure to put it into the schedule to be covered. Okay? So until next time, folks, this has been Christopher Tompkins for the Social Marketing Academy. I really appreciate you all for listening. So check us out. Check check out the old episodes and the rest of the ones around November 2018 that have complementary topics to the one that we just covered today. All right, folks, till next time. (laughs) 